It's one of the tragedies of the human condition that we work very hard to achieve success and yet we let opportunities go by. There, there are so many opportunities for success that we don't even notice, we don't even look at. And we work and we work and we work to try and do well and, and we let other things go by where we could do that and we'll see, see a, a little bit about what that, what that is today. So in the Avoida space, Amikdash, in the, in the daily service in the Beis Amikdash, we, we've, we've talked about the, the Keturus, the incense offering that was brought in the Heichal. Um, and there were two people who used to be involved in bringing the Keturus. There was the one person who actually um, mixed the Keturus and the, the, the spices and the incense and brought them in. And then there was a Mechate who used to bring the coals because you had to take coals off the outer Mizbeach and you had to bring the coals into the Heichal so that the Kohen who has the Keturus in his hand can mix the Keturus with the hot coals and that creates the cloud of, of incense that is the, is the Keturus. So you've got two Kohanim involved. The uh, Gemara says at the do- top of Chofei Amud Beis that they didn't used to do a pious for both of those jobs. They used to do a pious, the pious was the lottery, they used to do a lottery, who'll be the, the Keturus man today? Somebody won the pious. And then the person on his right-hand side, he would say to him, he would invite the person on his right-hand side, so you join me, you be my partner, and you'll be the mechate, uh, rather than have a separate pious for that. And the Gemara wants to prove from that, that, um, so you see that it's only in the case of, of the Keturus that you don't do two separate piouses, two separate lotteries, you just move to the right of whoever, whoever the winner is standing by, um, and then the Gemara says, no, really, you, that's the way it worked with everything. That the, For the Korban Tomid, one person was selected, and then all the other jobs related to the Korban, uh, Korban Tomid were given to the people on his right, and so it would go around. And that's how they used to dish out the honors every day. Um, and, and the Gemara says, so why does it tell us, particularly by, by uh, Ketores, that they only did one pious, they didn't do one for each of the jobs? Says the Gemara, fascinating thing. I might have thought, since the Keturus is an infrequent Korban. Now, it's not just that the Korban is infrequent, it came twice a day, the same as the Oilas Tomid. But the various activities of the Oilas Tomid used to take place with many Korbanas. There was nothing that you had to do for the Korban Tomid that you didn't have to do with lots of other Olot and other, other Korbanot that people brought during the day. So the Kohanim had lots of opportunity to do those activities, but the Keturit, only, only twice a day. Uma uh, Atra, and it makes the, the person, the Kohen, doing it wealthy. I might have thought that each one has a pious on their own, that you do a pious for the person who brings the Keturit, and another pious for the person who, uh, who brings the coals. Kamashwalan comes to tell us, no, since it's really one integrated Avodah, there was only one, one pious. And Rashi explains how it all worked with the, 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 the one who did the, the coals and the one who did the, the incense. Um, and, and Rashi says, where do we know from that it makes them wealthy? That's going to be the Gemara tomorrow. And we have a Mishnah that says each coin only got a chance once. We only, when we get, did the pious, people who had already done the Torah once before had to disqualify themselves from the pious so that they wouldn't win twice. And this is quite relevant because we hold that a sandek has the same brocha as a kohen who brings the ketores. A sandek at a bris, it's also, it's ma'ashir, it's ma'ashir, it, it, it makes him wealthy. 
And for that, for that reason, one doesn't give the COVID of a family doesn't give the, the same sun deck more than once. Uh, the sun deck, the person does the sun deck the first time, then the second, the second sun they give somebody the sun deck to somebody else, so that we don't give this uh, this opportunity to become wealthy all to one person. We've got to understand what's so wrong with one person getting lots of opportunity to become wealthy. Um, so the, the, the two po points, the two issues that I want to look at briefly, the one is, what is this becoming wealthy? What does that look like? What that's about? What does it mean? And the second is, are these two different things? The fact, because the, the Gemara mentions two unique, distinctive qualities of the Ketorah. The one is, it causes wealth, and the other is, it's lo it's infrequent. Are they connected? Does it cause wealth because it's infrequent? Or are they two completely separate qualities? Um, so if we go further into the Gemara, we spill over into tomorrow, into tomorrow's daf because that's where the source of this is, where the Gemara asks, why does it, where do we know from that it makes one wealthy? Mm. Answers the Gemara, it comes from the Psukim in Vizos HaBrocha, where Moshe Rabbeinu blesses Shevet Levi, the Levi. And he says, Yorubish Betech Yaakov, you'll teach Torah to Yaakov, a Torah Chali Yisrael. Yasimu Ketorah Be'apecha, they'll put Ketores in front of you, Hashem, Vechalil Al Mizbechecha, and they'll bring the Korban Ola, the Tamid and the Korban Ola, which is completely um, burnt in the Mizbeach. And the next verse is, Barech Hashem Chelo. Hashem will bless their Chayil. What does that mean, says Unculus? Berich Hashem Nichsohi. Hashem will bless their assets. That's a special brocha by a Koyen who brings a Ketores, and by a Sunday who does a bris. The, um, the Hashem will bless their, their, their um, the chosim. What does that mean? He said, it doesn't say Hashem will enable them to win the lottery. Hashem doesn't say they'll, they'll find a whole lot of money somewhere. Hashem will bless their assets. They've already got assets. Those assets will become, will become blessed. Says the Balaturim, and I know we, when I quote the Balaturim, people think the Balaturim, oh yeah, he's the Gematria man. No, the Balaturim is the Tur, don't forget. The Balaturim is the Mechaber of the Tur, which is the foundation of all of Shulchan Aruch and all of the Halacha that we've observed for the last many centuries. Uh, that's who the Tur is, the son of the Rosh. Uh, the Balaturim, he wrote, he wrote on terrace, he would have taken it very seriously. Look what the Balaturim says. He says, if you add up the Gematria of Yasimuk Torah, the Gematria, Kemo Ma'ashir. The Gematria, you notice, is not Ma'ashir. Kemo Ma'ashir. You've got to add up the words, kemo, ma'ashir, and that's the same gematria as yesimu katoro. What's kemo? That's like ke'ilu ma'ashir. In, in Hebrew, they, they talk about ke'ilu. Ke'ilu ma'ashir. So what does that mean? It doesn't really ma'ashir? Is it not real? This, this malaturium attracted my attention. What is he saying? So you see in the Sforno, parech Hashem chelo, berech dichsem ba'ofen, sheyaspik lahem ma'at esek ban v'yelahem p'nai lahavinu lahorot. The Sephorno here defines broche. Broche doesn't mean more money. It means more time. That's broche. Sometimes you get lots of money in more time or less. It doesn't matter. Whatever you're going to get, you get in more efficient ways so that you have freedom to use your time for what's important. That's broche. Just look how that, I mean, if we could only spend an entire day on that one idea of the Sephorno. We think broches. I want a broche. What does a broche want? I want a tzloche. What does a tzloche mean? More. No, no, no. A tzloche means more of one thing time. That's the valuable asset. To be able to earn your living in less time. Whatever money Hashem has set aside for you from Rosh Hashanah time, bracha is you get it quickly. You don't, have, you don't have to work all day for it. That's bracha. 
And we're going into a period where one sees that as a possibility with technology and that it's possible to actually do that. A whole new area of bracha. That's what bracha is. So kemoma ashir, says the, says the Balaturim, it's keilu, it makes you wealthy. It's not that it gives you more money. Your money is kotsev in Rosh Hashanah. Hashem decides how much money you're going to have. But what is dependent on brocha is how efficiently you make that money and how much time you have free to be able to learn Torah and teach Torah and do chesed and, and do other things. That's the brocha. So now we understand what this mashir is. So what is the relationship to shchiach? So the Gemara says on Davchavov and Mudbeis, and tomorrow's Gemara, the Gemara says, if that's the posuk from which we learn it, what about a korban oila? It says also, the Khalila al-Mizbachecha. Not only a ktoret is completely burnt in the Mizbach, but it says in that same posuk, a korban oila is also completely burnt, and then comes Berach Hashem Chelo. So surely Berach Hashem Chelo goes on both of them. A korban oila also makes wealthy. Says the Gemara, no. Here you see what the shchicha is. Korban oila, that's... that's that kind of activity happens often in the Beis HaMikdash. Ktoris only happens twice a day. Kohanim don't get that many opportunities to do a Ktoris. So what does that matter? Says Rashi on the next page, It can't be that the posuk of the brocha of Ashirus applies to all korbonas, to all the oilers, because then all the Kohanim would be wealthy. Ask the Tzayim, say, what's wrong? Let all the Kohanim be wealthy. If that's what the posuk says, what's that? why is that a problem? And I think we can answer Rashi, for, we can answer the Tzitzit Shishonim's question. Rashi says an amazing chidush. There are just so many chidushim in this matmonium. Each one we could, spend a, we could spend a week on. Says Rashi, Ashirus, wealth is relative. If everybody is wealthy, nobody is wealthy. If everybody is a millionaire, then nobody is wealthy. Everybody is the same. That's the standard. Mashiri means the kernium of a certain standard of living. And I became wealthy. I can spend the day learning because I've got enough money. But if everybody can do that, then that's not wealth, says Rashi. So it can't go on the Korban Oil, because if it was the Korban Oil, it would be everybody. If it's everybody, it's not wealth. Unbelievable economic and psychological principle of wealth, Rashi tells us here, in a second. The, the Siach Yitzchak says an amazing thing. Siach Yitzchak is one of the few achronim that we have on Yuma. The Siach Yitzchak was a rov in Livorno in the 18th century, and very important because he had manuscripts of the Me'iri when nobody else had them. We only found the Me'iri in the 19th century and later. Uh, he seemed to have the manuscripts of the Me'iri on Shas, and he refers to them. And the Me'iri is one of the few Rishonim on Yuma. We've got the Me'iri and the Ritva, really all that we've got on, on Masech to Yuma. So the Me'iri is very important. The Siach Yitzchak is our way into the Me'iri. He bases a lot of what he says on, on the Me'iri. A wonderful, a wonderful actor. It hasn't been available. My son found me a copy now, and I'm very excited. Um, and, and he says what, what the Gemara is saying you're, you're right and you look at the Psukim and you can see a Korban Ola can do the same as a Korban Ktoris it can make the person wealthy but it didn't it didn't not because there was something wrong with the Ola that the Ola didn't have the power to make people wealthy it didn't because since it was frequent the Kohanim didn't apply the same attention to it and they missed the opportunity of converting it into wealth. They didn't do it with the same kavana. Because when you do something that you only get a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, ooh, you do it with a certain approach. If they would only have known what an oiler could do for them, imagine how they would have done the oilers. So why didn't they? Just because it was too frequent, it was familiar. And you see from there, that's when I say that we lose opportunities for wealth, for prosperity, for happiness, because we take things for granted. 
If we would treat every experience as a one-off and we would apply our minds to it the way one would apply it to a one-off, if you would treat every person as a one-off, every interaction with a person as a one-off, every piece of Torah you learn as a one-off, this is the last time the Motel Gifter used to say you should learn every piece of Gomorrah as if you'll never see it again. And you might not. Learn it, but be conscious of the fact you might never see this piece of Gomorrah again. When you go, you travel somewhere in the days when you will, will travel again. Travel as if I might never come to this place again. Get everything you can out of every experience as if it's a once in a lifetime. And the Kranim didn't put the same attention into an Euler as they put into a Kturis, because the Kturis, they realized this is once in a lifetime. And Euler was Vachadik every day, they could do that anytime. How familiarity can destroy the capacity to extract value from what, what, what we're doing. And if we can only build that discipline to see everything we're doing as a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, we would do it with a lot, less, a lot more mindfulness and attentiveness, and we would draw much more value out of it, both in terms of brocha, being able to have more, more liberty and freedom to do the things we want to do, and in terms of, of practical physical value as well.